0: Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily with our instant reaction to the trade deadline madness here in the NFL. Sam, I love it. The NFL teams have been way more aggressive at the trade trade deadline, particularly this year with big name players. We've got player for player swaps, we've got draft picks, the whole thing. So let's get into it. First off, let's preface this: this is your instant reaction. We're gonna have a full breakdown on the PFF NFL podcast tomorrow because there were so many trades, but. What caught your eye initially? What is your instant reaction to the trade deadline? Well, the first one, obviously, is that it's a
1: thing now. Like yeah. we, It's becoming like the NBA. It's not this damn squib where it's, oh, is anyone going to make a move before the deadline? Then we get to the deadline and nothing happened, right? Or like one random guy got moved for a conditional six-round pick that nobody cares about. There's actually significant moves happening on a lot of them. Like we had nine trades today, I think Adam Schefter was tweeting, and some of them were pretty significant moves two pretty significant teams for pretty significant collateral. I think that's that's my first instant reaction.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you there. It, it, it's really good to see all that stuff. I think some of the bigger ones, uh, TJ Hawkinson goes from the Lions to the Vikings at tight end. Within the division. Yeah, within the division. And it's the second time both teams have made a huge trade, right? They did it on draft night. Uh, Lions traded up to get Jamison Williams, gave up multiple picks to do that. But the the Hawkinson trade's an interesting one. Irv Smith just got injured, the other tight end for the Minnesota okay. Vikings. I thought Hawkinson, for tight end needy teams, could be out there as the Lions say, hey, we might need to not pay him and think about the future. But this is the first really aggressive move, I think, by Kwesi and the Minnesota Vikings. I think you're seeing a few things as well. In addition to just
1: trades are happening – you're seeing one teams don't necessarily want to pick up these second contracts, and will, are perfectly willing to like ship off players before they have to do that. Number two, other teams don't give as much of a crap about draft picks as they may be used to. Right, this idea of the Rams sort of teaching everybody about the the new value of what draft picks are versus what you can get for them, I think is significant. That's why you're seeing some of these deals because all of a sudden a lot of teams are in the market for different reasons. But uh, yeah, like I think there's always two questions with these trades. Number one, did the team acquiring the player get better? Right? Did they improve? And that's usually yes, because you know very rarely are you acquiring players that simply don't improve you in any way, shape, or form. And then number two, what did you have to give up to make that happen? And is that worth it right now? Is that worth it in the future? And that's when I think the value element of some of these trades starts to get an awful lot murkier, you know, and. There, I think there's some deals out there where teams didn't have to give up an awful lot, and it looks like a very good deal. There's some other deals where what they had to give up was pretty significant, and
0: that's when you have to start questioning it. So the the Hawkinson deal I kind of liked for the, the Vikings because we see tight ends sometimes take a few years to get going. I feel like the Vikings are buying at a time when Hawkinson's ready to ascend. We've seen a couple monster games, monster plays from Hawkinson creating yards after the catch. He's he's averaging a gaudy 15 yards per reception this year. Um, that probably won't you know be maintained or whatever, but you're seeing some of that uh, beast mode to come out every now and again from Hawkinson at tight end. The other, I mean, look, there's a bunch of big ones, but Bradley Chubb going from the Denver Broncos to the Miami yeah. Dolphins. The Dolphins have just been attacking uh, edge rusher quite a bit over the last couple of years. You have Jalen Phillips there. They re-signed Emmanuel Ogba in the offseason. Melvin Ingram came in. Now going again with Bradley Chubb, another interesting one is the Broncos, who were expected to be contenders, are now giving up Bradley Chubb, uh, not necessarily punting on the season, but saying, hey, we're going to look to the future as much as we're going to look to this year. And the Dolphins are saying, we've got this ex- these extra draft picks from the last couple of years. We're willing to give it up to go get another impact player in Chubb.
1: Yeah, look, Adam Schefter reported last night during the the Monday Night Football game that um There was a team out there with a trade package for Bradley Chubb that included a first-round draft pick. And I tweeted it out. I think I only tweeted it because I messaged you and you ignored it. But I was like, if they have that deal on the table, they should take it immediately. Like, Bradley Chubb, he's a good player. He's having a career year right now. But if somebody's willing to give up a first-round pick for a guy, you're probably not re-signing anyway immediately bite their hand off for that so for Denver I think it's a great deal it makes perfect sense they get to cash in on somebody that they would have had to pay and probably wouldn't given that they'd already paid Randy Gregory it's fantastic for them for Miami that's where it starts to get more complicated because on the one hand it feels a little bit like the Von Miller deal that Buffalo did where they have this collection of young guys that they've invested in but they haven't really been firing yet you know the the Jalen Phillips of the world who hasn't become the player he was supposed to be yet, all of a sudden you add this veteran presence, a guy that can bring leadership in addition to some pass rushing uh, production of his own, and that might actually make the entire unit better. And Miami's pass rush right now, it's like middle of the pack, despite them being quite a blitz-heavy team. If Bradley Chubb you know, starts to win consistently on the edge and that catapults him from the middle to somewhere on the, the good end of pass rushing, that makes a material difference to this defense. Like that actually seriously wins them some games. On the other hand, a first-round draft pick, which is now your only first-round draft pick, right? Because you were naughty, you were tampering, and you lost the other first-round draft pick. Yeah. Um, And you're the team that's going to have to pick up that contract if you want to keep him going forward, which I would imagine you do, given you just gave up a first-round draft pick. So this is a really expensive deal for Miami, given the kind of player
0: they're bringing in. Picture it, Sam, your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high, the tension's higher. Your pulse, it's racing. He kicks it, the ball bounces up, and you can make every play feel this exciting. With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check it out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on those stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, using the code PFF. Yeah, it's an aggressive move for Miami. Uh, Ch- you're buying high on Bradley Chubb, right? It is a career yeah. year. It in you're buying at a point where, yes, you do have to pay him going forward. Uh, another interesting one was Chase Claypool going from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Chicago Bears. We spent all offseason saying the Bears haven't gone gotten anything for Justin Fields. They invest in a receiver. I think this is a great deal for the Steelers because yeah. Claypool was a second-round pick. You got a few years out of him. You know me. You flip him again for a second-round pick. That ends up becoming great value, I think, for Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that... That's a steal for Pittsburgh. They, he dropped down the depth chart anyway. He wasn't necessarily the player that they thought he would be, um, but flashed enough that a team like Chicago can roll the dice on that and say, you know, this is a big, physical, fast receiver that has great ball skills at times. And the interesting thing about the Bears is that they can kind of plug him in to be, at the very minimum, the number two option in that offense, maybe the number one option, and give him the kind of opportunity that he's not going to get anywhere else, right? Like, what do you do with all this talent and all this physical ability as the number one guy? Like, what if you get eight targets a game? What are you going to do? No one else will have that opportunity and we'll never know. Chicago can give him that shot. And maybe he's the same guy. Maybe he's the same inconsistent force he is when he's the number three or four option. But he might be a different guy if he's given that kind of high-volume role. So I kind of get it for the Bears to roll that, that dice and see if Claypool can emerge as a, a much more kind of talented higher, uh, reward type of guy. So it's, I, I agree. I think the Steelers won the trade, but I think I get it from the bears perspective as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get adding a weapon, you know, for Justin Fields to see how he fits in. I'm also interested in the bears as a run heavy attack, having a speedster, like Darnell Mooney, a really good athlete, like Chase, Chase, Claypool. We know what fields brings to the table. If you just have athletes all over the field, they start to become really difficult to defend. Um, I, the other one, I think that It's not flying under the radar. It's it's a fascinating one. Calvin Ridley, suspended wide receiver going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm like three straight NFL podcasts saying, hey, get Trevor Lawrence a number one wide receiver. I don't know if Ridley is exactly that, but he's close. And we'll see next year. We'll read all the conditions on the show. We don't have enough time here. There's a million conditions for what the draft return would be for Atlanta. But I love the idea of getting a Calvin Ridley-esque, that type of caliber receiver for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a guy that is sort of flying under the radar because he's sitting at home suspended, right, for gambling on on the NFL. Like, they're buying low for a guy that has huge potential, and they're not giving up, you know, a really premium pick to make it happen um, unless crazy conditions are met, in which case it's probably worth it anyway. So I think for Jacksonville, that's a fantastic move. The only question is whether it's too late, <laughs> like how far into this Trevor Lawrence – Underwhelming start to his career. Is Calvin really going to ride to the rescue on the white
0: horse? Like it might already be a problem at that point. Another one I kind of like is the Steelers getting William Jackson the third from the Washington Commanders for pennies on the dollar. I remember years ago they wanted to draft William Jackson the third. He goes the pick ahead of them and they got Artie Burns.
1: And William Jackson's best performance came against Pittsburgh those yes. two games where he shut down Antonio Brown and it's unlike any other team where like that wouldn't be relevant anymore because those guys are no longer in the building like Mike Tomlin was there he saw it face to face like that dude has been watching the guy he wanted for the last
0: 10 years and now it's costing him almost nothing other than the contract to acquire i might be missing some because there was a lot but the one other notable one for me Naheem Hines going from the Indianapolis Colts to the Buffalo Bills. Zach Moss goes back the other way, but the Bills have been looking for a pass-catching running back in particular, just another potential weapon for them in their incredible offense. So like I said, here's the deal. Full breakdown is tomorrow on the PFF NFL podcast. All these trades, what it means for both teams. But for now, just our instant reaction to another crazy NFL trade deadline. It's the PFF NFL deal.